95.3 WBEV, your hometown station. The following is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed are solely that of higher insurance, not WBEV, ESPN, nor Good Karma Brands. And we are joined today not just with one hire, but with two. And cannot uh, cannot wait to jump in this conversation with uh, Sandy and Matt Hire from Higher Insurance. Of course, if you have a question for both of them or either one, give us a call on the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dells hotline. The lucky number is 920-885-4446. Matt, Sandy, thank you so much for making the drive out here. Yes, we battled the weather, and uh, as long as my car was warming up for about an hour, <laughs> we uh, got here. It's just so much better seeing you in person. Well, both of you guys are looking uh, so festive today. I love the little snowflake that you're wearing, Sandy. I know. You think it's appropriate, huh? It took me 10 minutes to get all my clothes off when I got here. I mean, not all of them, but enough. <laughs> the <laughs> extras. Glad we got that clarified. I know, yeah. the extras. <laughs> you pretty much have to wear two jackets today in order to feel a modicum of comfort. Oh, you can't even guess how many layers I have on. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I, yep, yep. I mean, I'm down to like four right now, but I took a few off. <laughs> wow. Well, the higher insurance team is always ready to help you plan for retirement, securing your financial well-being, your insurance options, Medicare, and anything else you want to talk about. Again, if you have any questions, give us a call on the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dells. Lucky numbers, 885-4446. That is the 920 area code. Ready to answer your questions. So, what have you guys uh, been up to since we've last spoke? Actually, we haven't spoken in a long time, but since the last week, what have you guys been up to? Mm. Uh, just preparing for another enrollment period. That and Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course, <laughs> and, Christmas. Enrollments and, and Christmas, yeah. two of the uh, most exciting holidays of the year. Uh, when is the enrollment period for this year well, or next year? Right now, we are in what we call the open enrollment for the Medicare Advantage plan. So Not yet. Yeah, December 8th. Oh, I thought it was December oh, it 8th through then. March 31st. We can write um, people who got in a plan and decided it's not for them, and we can change their plans up until March 31st. We used to call this time frame the disenrollment period from a Medicare Advantage, but it's kind of changed a little bit. So you can go from a Medicare Advantage plan to another Medicare Advantage plan up until March 31st. So if you're in a plan and you didn't realize that you're, you didn't like it, you rolled over into the old one and you found out it's not the same, call us and we can, we can fix that. You know, right now we can get you in any other uh, program. If you're in traditional Medicare, you cannot go to a Medicare Advantage plan. If you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you can convert to traditional Medicare. But you know what? People that are listening and are having issues with their plan, don't try to memorize what you can and can't do. Just call us at 920-887-0580 because you don't have to memorize what to do. Just call us and we'll say, yes, you can do this or no, you can't, or you have to wait until next year. Yeah, or we can evaluate your plan that you have. You know, if you're like, oh, you know, I, I switched and I haven't used it yet, but I'm just concerned about this or this, you know, we'll just kind of go over it and see because once March 31st hits, we're locked in till the rest of the year, till January 1st. Unless, oh. unless <laughs> Let's, we're trying not you want to, to change people. to a five-star program. That's why I said just call us. But uh -huh. if, if you want to change to a five-star program, you can any time of the year. 
Or if you're on a chronic illness plan, meaning you have like diabetes or some kind of type of chronic illness, and that's the program, you can get in that program any time of the year. So like I said, if you have questions about any type of plan, don't worry about the government's timeframes. Just call us and we'll tell you what you can do and what you can't do. Because there's always something you can do. <laughs> well, if you can tell by my face, I'm imitating uh, the portrait of a confused man. Uh, I have no idea what's going on when it comes to switching plans. But why? what would be some of the reasons why someone might think that, yes, it is time to switch plans right now? Well, so any, any of the government programs are one-year contracts. So that means December 31st, your plan ends. Even if you stay in the same plan for next year, it, it's going to be different because it ended December 31st and you still have the same name, everything's the same or you think is the same, the benefits may not be the same. I mean, maybe they could, but usually there are some you know, minimal changes or, or sometimes a lot of changes. So even though you roll over into your new plan for the next year, you have different benefits. So you always want to make sure you know where you're at you know, when the time changes, December 31st, and all of a sudden, January 1, people fill their medications or go to the doctor and they're like, hey, this is different than last year. I never paid that last year. So um, it's important. Just call us and let us explain, you know, what happened or what is going to happen or what we can do to fix your problem. <laughs> it's as confusing as it sounds. Um, it's almost like a lot of people do set it and forget it. They get it. And then they don't, they get a book of changes every September, just like you with your group insurance. You know, yeah. it says you can pick this or this, but usually you don't do anything. You know me so well, Matt. <laughs> well, and that's. <laughs> if it, it ain't broke, right? Right. And it's, and it's so common. It's like, well, I went to the doctor once last year. I had this plan. Well, might as well just keep it, you know? And if you do nothing, it rolls over. So we're so accustomed to that, you know, every year. So then once we get to Medicare, let's confuse everyone and have all these <laughs> enrollment periods and deadlines and penalties. So that's where, yes, I agree. You know, if I didn't work with this, I would be just as confused, obviously. But that's where, yes, we don't want to set it and forget it because I know we're not doctoring. So you might not know, like I went to a specialist last year and I went to a specialist this year and there's a drastic change in price. You know, you're not going to know that unless you can have a, you know, apples to apples comparison. But that's why, yes, we should still review it. Absolutely. Because if you don't, we are locked in. So that's why as confusing as they're making it, it actually helps us because some people are like, you know, I was on vacation, the holidays, I didn't get a chance to review my plan. We still can. So that's that's the best part about it is the reality of you are not locked in yet. So and some people could get a medication change or a health scare, you know, from, you know, this fall to the early part of the next year. So, yeah, absolutely. We might have to switch, you know, according to that. Well, part of trying to understand what is going on is staying organized with this. When people come to your office, how do you recommend that they stay organized with what their plan is and what the um, the future may be? Well, anytime you're working with insurance, it's never a set it and forget it. <laughs> I will tell you that right now. And the same with um, when we do retirement plans, 401 rollovers, there's nothing that is just set in stone. It's like, okay, you're good for 30 years now. See ya. You know? <laughs> nah, I wish. Yeah. 
No. And I, and I know people don't like change, but this is something that changes all the time, especially uh, the government plans because the government regulations change. The funding to the Medicare Advantage plan change, changes. Um, the programs change. There might be different companies out there. Some don't come back the following year. New companies come in. So you always want to know what's out there, but do we expect people to know that there's 46 Medicare Advantage plans in Dodge County for next year? Heck no. That's not their job. That's our job. So uh, we will take care of that. And you know, that's Matt's job. Aren't, no. you, aren't you from the Columbus area? I am, yes. Columbia County has 39. <laughs> I mean, it's just outrageous, and they're county-specific, you know. So, yes, you don't have to really, you know, evaluate all these plans. That's for us to do. But basically what we do is we bring you into the conference room, we put it up on the big screen, and every time I try to make, simplify it as best as possible, I just say, hey – where can I go? You know, do I have networks? Can I go in and out of network? How much am I paying for a premium? And what am I subject to? The max out of pocket. So we know catastrophic situation. Uh, if we're healthy, you know, this is the cheapest situation. And then you can go to this doctor, this doctor, or maybe multiple doctors. And that's basically, in layman's terms, the easiest way to break down a Medicare Advantage plan. Well, well, this is actually the part where I was going to ask you a trivia question. Can you name all 46 insurance plans in Dodge County? Ha ha. (laughs) No, not even going to try. Yeah, it's like we might need a longer show. And here's the thing, Thomas. So there's a, a lot of companies that have maybe three, four, five plans. So we could probably name all the different companies, but not, you know, how many plans each one has. Okay. But, um... Yeah, we don't always like to talk about the different companies because I get in trouble sometimes for doing that. <laughs> mm. Well, and th- you can rule out a lot of plans. You know, some of them have up to $10,000 max out of pocket. It's like, yep, I would never, even to my enemy, would recommend that plan. So that's where, what was that face? <laughs> I'm like, to your enemy? I didn't think you had any enemies. All, all of a sudden there's a couple of people I calling don't. in right now. I, I have a $10,000 max out of pocket. But that's, that's the main thing is when you get your book of changes, a lot of people do not look at it. But if you could just evaluate, it's right at the top, first page. What are you paying? Uh, can you go in and out of network? And what am I subject to? And, well, and who looks at, at their insurance plans? I mean, I have life insurance. I can't even tell you what my benefit is, really? what my death benefit is, I am, what my premiums are because it comes out automatically. Well, it's I an mean, insurance we hope not to use. <laughs> well, all of it we hope not to use. <laughs> <laughs> no, health insurance but is more commonly used, though, than, you know. Life you, insurance. <laughs> well, yes, you only get one shot at life insurance. <laughs> True, and you have to buy it when you're healthy. That's why um, so often, you know, people come in and they're looking at maybe key man insurance for like an employer. Well, you have to make sure that the person you're insuring is healthy. You know, you can't wait until they're 80 years old and they're getting ready to retire and say, okay, now we want to put some life insurance on him. So if he passes away, um, that money goes to the spouse to the, the other people don't have to buy them out. So, yes, life insurance, um, long-term care insurance still have health questions, Medicare supplements. So when they did the Affordable Care Act thing, um, some insurances do not have um, health questions, which would be the Affordable Care Act, the drug plans, and the Medicare Advantage plans. Uh, The other programs still do. Anything where you're buying a policy and not a one-year contract, you have to health qualify. So always keep that in mm. mind, too. Don't wait. Like so many people have um, life insurance through their employers. Well, then when they retire, they can't take it with them, and they're 65 years old. And they have health issues or preexisting. They cannot get a new policy. 
So keep that in mind. Does it hurt to have a second policy while you're working so you know when you leave you can still have some insurance? Absolutely. Yeah, and when it comes to life insurance, it's the number one most talked about insurance but we don't do anything, <laughs> right? You know, and it's just like, oh yeah, I gotta get that. And you, we happen to hear a lot of these, you know, horror stories and stuff. So that's where, you know, it is now is the time. There's no better time than now to start talking about life insurance. And we basically bring you into the office, and we just break it down again, simplify it, you know, put it up on the screen, and we do what we call a capital needs analysis. You know, so basically, um, okay, are you married? Okay. How much do you make a year? How much does your wife make a year? So we do a widowed spouse test. If you pass away, you know, that income is gone. Will you be able to stay at the house? You know, are your kids going to be going to college? We also have grandparents buying juvenile policies for their, for hint, their grandkids. Hint. Is that mm. hint, hint? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's something that we have to think about. You know, it is very traumatizing and it really uproots a family instantly when something like that happens financially. And that's where we just, you can be overinsured with life insurance very easily. You know, back in the eighties and nineties, there was people with suitcases coming around to your door, (laughs) peddling you the thousand dollar policy, the 5,000, you know, 2000. And people come into our office and they have like 12 different policies all for like a thousand bucks. And I'm like, what happened here? And they're like, he just kept coming back every year. Well, you know, when they come back, uh, I noticed when I looked at, so my parents are older, my dad, passed away he was almost 98 my mom is 94 currently i looked at when all they had a bunch of small policies and it was always after a child was born or like on their wedding anniversary or their birthdays it seemed like that's when they had new policies that were that were taken out i mean it's kind of funny now but it, it back then they came right to the house sat down on the couch with my mom and dad and went through you know plans and and benefits and things so one time that, you know, they would even do like blood pressure checks and all that stuff right in the home like that. My mom and I had a fight. I was a teenager. We had a big argument. Uh-oh. So I got sent to my room. I was in my room. The insurance man came and they're sitting on the couch. My mom's blood pressure was sky high. <laughs> <laughs> so they waited like another 15 minutes and did it again. And my mom was so mad at me because her blood pressure was because, you know, she was probably what, maybe in her 50s, maybe 50. I don't know can't think of how old she was when I was a teenager. But, yeah, so I'm glad they don't do that stuff now. Now they send a paramed that will come in and do your, your labs. Like, I had them come right to the office and do mine. They did a urine sample and a blood test right right in the office, and they, they send a nurse. It's not the insurance man doing it. Right, and the key, yeah. the key is being younger, being healthier, you know, because that is based on your premium because these are insurance companies, and they have actuaries that basically rate you, you know, so you might be able to still get the policy – but if you're a smoker with high blood pressure, you're probably going to pay double or triple the amount of someone that doesn't have that. So that's where, you know, there's no time like the present to lock yourself in at a lower rate. You know, if you bought a house, you have $100,000 worth of debt right now. Do you want to leave that to your next of kin? No. That's why we would take out a policy where basically it would just cover that, but it decreases as you pay off the mortgage. So after 30 years, the policy might not be that much value, but we have an asset that's paid for at that time. Mm. It served its purpose. Yep. Yes, I agree with that. I took out my long-term care insurance when I was probably 40. And yes, I'm paying on it a lot longer because hopefully I won't need a nursing home for a long time, even though Matt says he's picking it. <laughs> well, you have the care. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, I'll be paying on it a long time. That's, that sounds terrible. 
Well, did you not tell me that? Did you not tell me that? Well, I just, I'm not a big diaper changer, even with my kids, let alone my mother. I mean. Oh, yeah, that, that was a question I asked him. He said, absolutely not. Ah, that's, oh, what, you're, I missing mean, on, you're, you're missing on a real lifetime experience Could there, you man. do that? No. Change you, a diaper? Yes. <laughs> yeah. For your parent? For my parent? Yeah. I did it for my grandmother when she passed. Really? Oh, yeah. busted. All right. <laughs> All right. He got me beat there. Yeah. I know. It, no, that, that would be difficult. And, and that's what people say when they come in. I don't want my children to have to change my diapers or give me a bath. So I did the long-term care insurance. And doing it so young, I'm paying on it for many years longer to use the benefit or get the benefit. But my premium's lower. So those people that wait until 65 and take it out, they're gambling they're going to pay a higher premium, or they may not get it, depending on pre-existing. And right now, nursing home coverage is from assisted living to nursing home between the uh, the care, because there's 24-hour care, there's you know partial care. I mean, you're looking five to ten thousand dollars current right now. Like, what about in 20, 30 years when that potentially could be you? We don't know, but I'm assuming it's not going to be cheaper. So that's why, yes. Long-term care has been another big one that no one talks about, you know, or they do and they just don't do anything, at least if you know. And it, it all depends on the assets, the estate, um, how many kids you have, if you have any kids. Uh, but that's where a lot of times when people come in and review these 12 policies they have, <laughs> um, you know, it's, okay, why did you take this policy out? And they said, well, we had debt, you know, um, it was for the kids, it was, it was for our funeral. Okay, perfect. You know, but when we do a capital needs analysis on you now, well, the house is paid off. You know, I have a funeral trust already. So we're pretty set, you know. So why are we paying this? You know, sometimes it does make sense to maybe cash it in and, you know, use that benefit now. Sometimes it doesn't, though. That's why I wish it was a cookie cutter answer where we could just say, everyone should do this. But it's not. And every situation is different. But the main goal with life insurance is we do not want to be paying or overpaying and overinsured over with it when it comes to life insurance. So review your policies. Yes. When you get those statements in the mail, look at them. See what the cash value is. See what the death benefit is. See if they're using the cash value to pay premiums or if you're paying the full premium, especially the old, old paid-up policies. Um, years ago, when people took them out, we didn't live as long, and interest rates were much higher. So what happens are on those paid-up policies, when you stop paying, a lot of times they're using cash value to make those premium payments. People have no clue. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might have gotten a letter at one point in time. I'm sure they did, but it just didn't register. They just know it's paid up. Well, watch that cash value. If it's going down, they're using that to pay your premiums. And when that's gone, all of a sudden, you could end up having to pay $800, $900 a month to retain that policy. Yeah, the insurance company essentially has leverage on you, and that's why it's tough. you know. But I said, oh, a lot of people that come into our office are worried about final expenses, the funerals, you know, because those are not cheap, and depending on what you want, uh, could determine the price of it actually so but not everyone has fifteen thousand dollars just sitting in their bank account you know ready to put in a funeral trust so another thing we do is people that do have some health issues is something called we call guaranteed issue life insurance Mm -hmm. and basically it's just minimal questions we don't have a nurse coming in we're not taking blood or urine and basically how that works is you just pay a monthly premium and it's for life insurance. And say we have a Medicaid situation where we go to a nursing home, we will sign that the beneficiary will turn into the funeral home. And basically, that is our final expense. So we're just paying monthly at it rather than dropping $15,000. You know, And it, it makes sense sometimes for people to do that if 
that's the only thing they are worried about. And yeah. there's a, a, a guarantee issue life insurance? Yep. Yeah. But there's a max that you can do. Is it 15000 Yep. The same with the funeral trust. Since that is Medicaid exempt, the max you can put in a funeral trust is 15000 because the government doesn't want people putting away $100,000 and it's protected from Medicaid, and then they can pass that to their children. Oh. Yeah, because it's Medicaid exempt day one. So a lot of times we do crisis planning for Medicaid and somebody's going into a nursing home, it's like, okay, do they have a funeral trust? Does the spouse have a funeral trust? Because there are certain things you can do that will qualify that will still allow them to be um, qualified for Medicaid. So it's always good to check with us before you start doing things, though. And, and you know, there's a five-year look back. So if you start giving money away, when you apply for Medicaid, they're going to look back at all your accounts and look for receipts and say, what did you do the last five years? You know, years ago, you could give money away, and it was fine. Um, then they changed it to a three-year look back. It is a five-year look back now for, for quite a while. And a lot of states have are at seven right now, which... Are they? Yes, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just know good old Wisconsin. So that's why, yes, if your mom starts giving you Christmas gifts of five or $10,000, all of a sudden, right before she goes into a nursing home, mm. the state could come after that personally through you. Oh. So that's why we have to be careful. Now, if the state had saw a history of five or 10000 every year for the last X amount of years, you know, that is routine. They so th may overlook that. There's uh, no guarantees. Yes, <laughs> yes, but that's, well, that's what the consortium told me is, you know, everything has to, it has to be normal. Like you've been doing this for every year, you know, they're not gonna try to take your Christmas present away, but <laughs> they said they will if all of a sudden randomly we get a $5,000 gift, you know, out of nowhere right before our Medicaid application. But that's why I know it's confusing. You got the confused look again. <laughs> uh, you noticed. Yep. Yeah, I was, you noticed. To, I was trying to hide it. <laughs> but that's why it's just, you know, you come in and we talk. And the sooner the better because there is, we also do have the opposite end of the spectrum where we have a lot of widowed spouses coming in and saying, I'm lost. Where do I start? You know, and it's just one thing at a time. Start checking the mail. Start checking for, you know, policies. You know, and just kind of centralizing that. And that's why we have Rob in the office with us because he's does the estate planning and everything is located in a trust or a will. So it's just so much more easier for your kids because it is very, very difficult if we did not plan. And these kids are coming in like, okay, I have no idea what mom and dad have. Found out they have all these checking accounts, but the bank won't talk to me. I can't touch them. And that's where it gets very, very confusing. Oh, yeah. And trying to find things, trying to find the life insurance policy and the investments and looking for all the statements. It's nice if you have them all together or have it written down where you have your funds at, you know, if you have it at Fidelity or different places. The following is a paid program. The Senior Solutions is uh, not reflective of the views and opinions expressed by WBAV, ESPN, nor Goodcomer Brands. If you have a question for Matt or Sandy Heyer, give us a call on the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dells hotline. The lucky number is 920-885-4446. Going back to life insurance, I have a policy that I um, issued with GKB about four or five years ago and have my beneficiaries. But if I were to leave the radio station and go someplace else, I would lose that plan, so that would be, it would behoove me to maybe get an additional plan on top of that. Yeah. If you want it for later years, yes. Okay. But, you know, because, heck, now's the time to get life insurance at your age, Thomas. I mean, or yeah. even at Matt's <clears throat> age. Those are, those are the funny commercials you see. You know, a million-dollar policy for 12 bucks a month. Well, yeah, well, they better be 18 and the healthiest person ever, you know. Well, it's 
there's there's fine print on those, so just be careful if you're buying something off of the TV, Thomas, okay? <laughs> I, yeah, that slap shop did not work out for me at all. But that's another great reason why you guys are such a, an essential service, because not only do you take these complicated issues and explain it to people, but you also offer products that you know and trust. Absolutely. And companies, that's a big thing, you know, having, you know, being A-rated companies uh, and just been, you know, knowing them and working with them and their home offices and our district offices. That's that's the companies we believe in and will trust. And, you know, we would actually offer them to you or your mother, whoever, because it is a small town here, you know, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't take long to people are like, yes. They just, whatever's in the suitcase, they just keep throwing at us. And <laughs> I just can't do that, you know. I, I, we need to sleep at night also. But, yes, you're right. Like, with your policies being healthy, you know, taking out, do you have, like, did you buy a house? I did not, no. Oh, okay. So, like, but student loan debt? I do not have any. Oh, oh excellent. You are blessed. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're I, great. I'm just living in the parents' basement, basically. So. Oh, well. Nothing wrong with that. I would just stay there. (laughs) Just keeping the rats company at this point. Um, But we mentioned uh, the health and life insurance policy, some of the Medicare. What other services do you guys offer at higher insurance? Where do we begin? Where Um, do we end? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) Well, it all depends. I mean, if you need health insurance, yes, they took the penalty away, you know, that says, oh, you do not need health insurance. But yes, it's the number one reason people file bankruptcy. So it doesn't matter your age. We work a lot with Medicare, obviously. We talk about it quite a bit because there's so many rule changes and that demographic typically um, gets bombarded with mail and calls and you know a lot of fraudulent stuff. But the younger people who are more tech savvy and stuff, the federal government has the Affordable Care Act, which basically it's based on your household income. So if, you're, if you only need one spouse that needs it, they still, and you file taxes jointly, they still need the full household income. And these are gross amounts. These are not what you get in your bank account, you know, after everything is all, you know, your, what is it? Medicare taxes, social security taxes taken out, you know, they want the gross amount. So that's a big deal because if we are not transparent on that, tax time will not be fun because that's when everything gets rectified. Okay, so what do we do, Matt? For <laughs> in our office. <laughs> oh, that was the original question. Well, I I just say health, life, and retirement planning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and final expense. I mean, I know it's we can break it down to products and all that stuff. But yes, that's why if you have questions, you know, and maybe we're nearing the end of uh, our job. Yes, or thinking about retirement. That is when we really want to see you. It's not like I'm retiring next month. So excited, and then it's like okay, we have a lot to talk about. And, you know, and sometimes those meetings don't go as well. But yes, it's a reality that we should be talking about if we are thinking about retirement or or one of our spouses is thinking about retirement. One of the main investment constraints right away when it comes to retirement is insurance. Insurance? It is not cheap. People don't realize, you know, how much good karma is paying for your policy. You know, mm. you see what comes out of your check, right? But typically, employers are paying 70, 80, 90 percent of the premium. So that's the that's the scary part is when people get that real real reality check, and it's it's tough. But that's why, come on in, we'll break it down. And if we are you know early in our like we're going to retire in five years, we can start to plan, and that's the best part. Well, so you have higher expenses because you're paying for all of your insurance and you have lower income because you're losing your income due to retirement. So those are our big um, hurdles to handle. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Sandy, Amy, before she uh, had to do her magical Amy-ness, um, told me something about some buckets, and you would understand <laughs> what that was all about. Get her on the phone. <laughs> what, what, what about these buckets here, Sandy? That's great. <laughs> Did she really say that? Asked Sandy about her buckets. There's probably she, a, there's included, probably a note there. She included something about buckets. And I, I, are you capturing fish or something? What what oh, are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I, I have all kinds of buckets. Minnow, um, minnow buckets. Minnow buckets. <laughs> 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 well, we have three buckets in our. Um, retirement plans we have yellow buckets red buckets and green buckets all color so, coordinated yes and it's kind of like yeah your stop and go lights right <laughs> so how do, how do these buckets work then well we believe you need all three buckets when you're retiring um, so the red bucket of course is our money that's in the stock market um, so that's all our investments um, it's at risk has the opportunity to grow and make more um, but it also has the opportunity to go down. So we have to be careful how much we have in there, especially um, in retirement. Then we have our green bucket. And our green bucket is money that can go up, cannot go down. You cannot lose any of your gains or any of your principal. So that is the, the middle bucket. Um, it can't go up as high as the stock market can. But you have to remember, you're not losing any money either. What would be a, a green bucket? A green bucket would be like an indexed annuity. Um, I have several of them. So it's the interest rate is based on every year on, on the index, on however you set it. And it can, it can grow up. Worst case scenario is zero is your hero. It can never go down. So my worst case scenario, and it has never happened to me, but I know some people it has, on my, any of my indexed annuities, um, I got zero for interest. So that isn't a possibility. You can get no interest in a year. But it's not like your red bucket where you can go negative. Mm -hmm. So I always say zero is your hero. Um, whoop, I just unplugged myself. But oh. As long as you can hear me, that's good. So um, the last bucket would be the, the green bucket. And with that bucket, that would be your, your slush fund, your money in the bank. So it's not really going to grow, but it's money there. It's at, you can access it you know, overnight. Put a roof on the house, buy a car, fix your car, any larger expenses. So you need to make sure when you retire that you have that slush fund built up. And sometimes we'll take money out of a 401 and put some money in that green bucket so that you have it. Which is a taxable event, you know, so you pay the taxes on it. That's why you have your accountant on board also to make sure that we're not raising a tax bracket, but that can just help beef up, you know, because <clears throat> she says three buckets, you know, the green, yellow, and red. But that doesn't mean you can't have two greens, you know, two reds. <laughs> you know, it's just there's certain situations when we're pulling money, you know, or we want to start uh, to create a pension or something. Where do we pull that from? You know, markets up, markets down. Well, we'll pull from that one. You know, it's it's all depends. But having the options makes these retirement plans just so flexible because guess what? We have to review that every year also. <laughs> yeah, well, when the stock market's down, you certainly don't want to be pulling money out of it unless you have to. And if you have all of your money in that red bucket and it goes down and you lose a third of it and you're drawing on it to live on, that yeah. is not a good situation. It is going to go very quickly. Yep. The main goal when it comes to retirement is principal preservation. You know, you've already accumulated this money, but the checks, like you said, are stopped 
they're not coming in anymore you know so that's why it's we are preserving what we have not doubling your money i mean which would be great obviously <laughs> but that's we've already done that we went through the ups and downs of the market you know just accumulating never looking at that which that's fine don't drive yourself insane keep looking at your quarterly statements but that's why every every time every year we we review it because oh there's a wedding coming up you know or something happened and we have to you know adjust this you know we have a widowed spouse now so that's why we have to just take everything into consideration you know did we assume inflation was going to be that seven eight percent no typically around two or three but that's where we're going to pull from this bucket or this bucket and that's why we have those options which is huge <clears throat> when it comes to retirement so in your example, the green bucket was the slush, the yellow is uh, can only go up, zero is the hero, and the red bucket would be your riskier investments like the stock market. Vice versa, the green can go up, zero is your hero. Oh, so yellow is the slush bucket. Yeah, did I say that wrong? You, uh, maybe uh, I yeah, I think I you did. did. Oh, sorry. Okay. My apologies, yes. The, that's money in the bank. All right. Okay. okay, so you can use it for whatever. I mean, it's there, it's not, obviously it's not growing, I mean, maybe at point whatever, point but, zero eight. But liquid. Yes. Because mm. a lot of times, like in, in my indexed annuity, that money is not liquid in my green bucket. Okay? So I can I can take out a certain percent every year, but I'm trying not to do that because I want it to grow. But yeah, you can take out like 10%, but let's say you need a big chunk of money. You don't want to pull out of your red bucket and have it 100% taxable and you're moving a tax bracket. You don't want to take it out of your annuity and be penalized. So therefore, you have that yellow bucket that you can grab from. I am so glad there are experts like you to help out <laughs> idiots like me. Uh, talking with Matt and Sandy Heyer from Higher Insurance. Sandy, I also have a note here about oh, no. the go-go years, <laughs> the slow-go years, and the no-go years. I'm loving the rhyme scheme, but what does it all mean? I know. It's that's, like Dr. Seuss. That's just, <laughs> yeah, I read too much Dr. Seuss to my children when they were younger. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that's just a, a way of me classifying the different stages of your retirement, okay? So when you first retire, you're whatever age you are, usually you're a little more healthy and you want to do some things you've been working all your life and you want to maybe travel or go fishing and buy new fishing equipment, whatever you want to do, buy a new car. Um, lake house. Lake house, oh yeah, okay, Matt goes big there. But whatever you want to do, <laughs> that's your go-go years. So you need more money in your go-go years. Because when people are setting up a retirement plan, we try to calculate what is your target income that you need for the next 30 years. That's one of the things we try to figure out. And then we try to draw from the different buckets and maintain that throughout their, their life. But your go-go years, we want you to have a little bit more money. Your slow go, obviously, you're still going, but not going as much. You know, maybe you're not going for dinner as much or, you know, going, traveling, whatever. And then your slow-go years, you're pretty much staying right right around here. Not saying you're not going to go to a Friday night fish fry or something, but um, I don't think you need as much money then. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's mm. true. Well, statistically. I mean, I look at my mom. I look at my mom. She's 94. She doesn't go very many places out to eat once in a great while um, and to get her hair done, which, believe it or not, Windchill said 38 below, and I dropped her off to get her hair done right before I came to the radio show. Oh, she will. You don't mess with her hair yes, day. Yes, she will <laughs> risk that one for I, sure. I told her, bundle up. So she she did, and away she went. So anyway. But, that's, but that is retirement planning in general because – you know, finding out like everyone, a big misconception is, you know, we had a household income of 80,000 and 
you know, okay, what would be your target annual goal? They'd be like, oh, well, 40 probably, you know, <laughs> we could live off of that. And it's like, you're still going to have the same bills. You know, that's why, not unless we're shutting the cable off, you know, or turning, you know, hitting the gas meter off. It's, that's where you still will have the same amount. Everyone thinks that they spend so much less all of a sudden because they're not working. But guess what? We're not at work for that third of a day. So it's like you have, you know, you can go to the store more. You can go travel. You will spend money as much as you think you won't. You will. And we're just we don't want to uproot your lifestyle. So the thing is, when we come in here, (coughs) we love constants. We love, you know, no matter what, if you turn the news on, stock markets up, down, whatever, you know what's going to be in your checking account every month. Obviously, Social Security is one. So we know that your Social Security, and it's going to be this much, yes, there's cost of living increases, you know, and then we take your spouses, and then we take maybe a pension from another spouse. You know, so you guys equaled $4,500. Okay, you know, is that enough for you guys? And they're like, no, I think we probably could use a little bit more. It's like, okay, so then we can pull from a bucket, maybe create a pension for that $1,000 income gap. You know, that's what we look for is that gap that's, what can we make you full again? And the ultimate goal, obviously, is to make as much money in retirement as you were working. Yeah, a lot of people that come in, it's funny, they don't even know really what they're making. And when we start calculating all that they're making while they're working, they're like, well, where's that money going? (laughs) But, you know, some is obviously being put away into, you know, IRAs or 401s, whatever. And then we have all of our our expenses and maybe some's going into checking your savings and some's doing the car payment. So they don't even realize what actually it's taking them to live until we have them start listing things, which it would be the same with me. Oh, that happened to me even at the bank. They're like, you make this much. I was like, no, I don't. (laughs) And they're like, well, yeah, this much times this much. And then you just don't realize how much comes out of your check for Medicare tax, Social Security tax, you know, your retirement, you know, your 401ks. So it does add up. But yes, not looking at your checking account, obviously. But that's where these misconceptions, you know, we try to steady them out for people because it, it is confusing at times. Matt and Sandy hire your retirement experts, your team, wherever you are in life. Uh, Where can people contact you and where are you guys located? Uh, We're located at the Heritage Mall uh, next to Joanne's Fabrics. Uh, Jill is standing by. She weathered the storm today and got in. Go yeah. Jill. I know. Yeah. She drove from work on, too. That's and, a, and I didn't make her. She could have definitely taken off if she wanted to. I know. I know. It was it was well played. But, yes, uh, 920-887-0580. Um, yeah, just give us a call if you have questions. And But that is the coolest part uh, with retirement planning is the non-financial questions. You know, because everyone I, – I love hearing, hey, what are you going to do in retirement? And you know, it's obviously no one's going to say, sit in the lazy boy and do nothing. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, oh, we're going to travel. Uh, we bought an RV and we're just going to go all across, you know, the West Coast. And it's like, oh, that sounds amazing. We're going to go on a safari. <laughs> You're not retired, so we're oh. not asking you that. No, I'm saying some people might want to come in and say that. that they're- oh, yes. Great example, Sandy. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the coolest part because that is important factors when you are planning someone's retirement is like, whoa, okay, you're going to do a $5,000 trip every year. Um, I'm jealous. Where are you going? You know, and just finding that stuff out and just building rapport with people, you know, because that's what happens is uh, you just become family almost because you know the insides and outs of them. And being transparent is the biggest thing. 
you know. Mm. Yeah, and that's hard for people to share what they make and what they have put away and what, you know, I mean, it's... It's vulnerable. It is, and I used to say, okay, are you ready to get naked? You know, they have, <laughs> they have to... Wow. Well, no. With all those layers. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I mean, that's basically what you're doing. You are bearing your soul, and, and it, yeah, it, you feel very vulnerable. And, and I felt like that even when I went to the attorney to do succession planning for the businesses and stuff. They're asking for about my kids and if they if I think they'll get divorced and who's married and how many kids they have and you know how stable their marriage is. I mean they're asking me all these questions and it's it's quite humbling. Yeah. So I totally understand when we're asking these questions when people come in and um, problem is is I realized the first time I went to the attorney, I didn't tell her everything. I just told her bits and pieces. Second time I told her a little bit more. And then I started thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I need I need to get naked here because I need to tell her everything or how can she make this plan for our family and mm-hmm. our businesses if I don't tell her everything that's going on or that I think I need to. So No, um, it's it's true. Back a third time. <laughs> but yeah. no, but you and, and you you know that your attorney slash us, we, we can't say anything, you know. That could be a big problem if we were, you know, just saying, oh, yeah, did you know this? Like, Oh, you mean sharing it with family, other people in the family? Well, yeah, because I, a lot of people, when they're setting up their retirement, they don't want their kids to know what they have or what they don't have or what their wills are or their trusts. And, and that's fine if they don't want to share that. I mean, they're very private about their finances. The, the younger generations are a little bit more open about it. But like even like my parents' age, they never shared with us anything. I mean, we had to dig it all up when they passed away. Yeah, and you meet different people, you know, like we meet spouses that have separate accounts their whole life, you well, know. sometimes they trust um, a third party more than they do a family member. Mm-hmm. So um, another issue we see, too, is people that don't have an estate plan set up and they're single, no children, no family. And I'm like, you guys are the hardest ones because they think, well, it's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. You know, you want to set up, I don't care if it's charitable places, you know, humane societies, whatever, but you have to have a plan where you want your assets to go, even if you don't have any family members or close relatives or anything. We got to find somebody. Well, as we uh, wrap up, you guys still have that uh, free no-obligation retirement consultation? Oh, absolutely. Free no-obligation everything. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, you guys. And have a Merry Christmas. Are you excited you at all? What uh, what cookies are you looking forward to? Oh, my wife spent the last two weeks making all the different things. So it's, yes, peanut butter balls is definitely my favorite, though. Yes. Covered in chocolate, right? Absolutely. Oh. Love those. And I got a big care package. Well, we did, but I took it home from Amy. Oh, yes. From Great Harvest with different breads uh-huh. and cookies. And I've been eating that morning, noon, and night. She didn't share. I didn't. I, well, I figure they're all coming to my house tomorrow. So. <laughs> You got to get them over some way. That's right. Matt and Sandy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and all. Senior Solutions is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed are solely that of higher insurance, not WBEV, good cover brands, nor ESPN. The seven-time Wisconsin Broadcasters Association Small Market Station of the Year. 95.3 WBEV. Powered by Daily Dodge. From the Metalcraft Studio.